Hi everybody, I'm Danielle. I want to welcome you to my very first episode of Tiny Tots to Tiny Ons with Danielle. Today I am honoured to be joined by Tanisha Bert-Wormley. Tanisha is a medical mum of NICU to Kidney Warrior and Cancer Fighter Jalil. Tanisha is a founder of Medical Mums of NICU to help NICU mums and medical mums of medically complex miracles navigate the medical system with ease. Today I talked to Tanisha about how her faith helped her through Jalil's Nikki journey, overcoming grief and how she balances wearing many, many hats whilst at the same time making an impact being a mumpreneur in the Nikki community. So here's Tanisha Burke Wormley on the Tiny Tots, the Tiny Odds podcast. Hi Danielle! It's all good. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be the first guest on Tiny Tots. I'm glad to be invited to such a great platform, and I just appreciate you for creating such a a community for this type of exposure of Nikki miracles. Yes, ma'am. Yes, <laughs> it's a pleasure to to have you on here, and like I said, I just wanted to um, shed a light on miracles. You know, miracles that have defied the odds in various ways, and even mothers and fathers who are still wearing many hats whilst taking care of their little miracles at home and being a, a wife, an entrepreneur, and so much more. It's mm-hmm. not easy, but... It's not. It's not. It's not. It's right? Yes. You roll with the punches. <laughs> the many punches, but look, you're here to share your story, and I'm very excited to just dig deep into it. So shall we go for it? Yes, ma'am. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so honestly, reading about your journey and Janelle's journey, and of course, you had a beautiful girl after him as well, but we'll get to that a bit later. But talk to us about your journey to bringing Janelle into the world and what you had to go through to get to that point. What kept you going through that tough period? So I will say that when it comes to just becoming a parent, you grew up playing with dolls <laughs> and just the Barbie and Ken and dollhouse. You never even think about how complicated growing a little one is. Without any conversation about that, you just get married, have children. At least that's what you think until you actually go through the motions of it. And so me and my husband, Quentin, we've been married for six years, together for eight years. And I I was like, me and him, we were long distance. I was in Virginia at the time. He was in Arkansas. We reside in Arkansas now in the United States. But when we came together, we had common faith. He was working and I was studying for my degree in communications at Regent University, which is a Christian school. Mm-hmm. And so once I graduated with my bachelor's, we got married. Mm-hmm. And shortly after, within that first year, we were pregnant. And I didn't realize when I had like some spotting, but I was thinking that was normal and so when I went to the OBGYN she confirmed that I had a miscarriage and 
I didn't know what that entailed. And she just said that there was no sack and there was no baby. And so I was completely devastated. But she reassured me that sometimes this happens as you create life. You can have those spontaneous miscarriage in the process of that and that there's nothing to be concerned about. So me and my husband continued to love on each other through that process. And then shortly after in 2017, we had another pregnancy and we were really wonderful, like exciting parents. Like (laughs) we were very excited to expect a child. And I felt in my intuition, mommy intuition, that it would be a boy. And at 20 weeks, it was it was a boy. So we were really excited. We were getting the clothes ready, the nursery ready, all the things you do as first time yeah. parents. And at 20 weeks pregnant, I got the worst news in my life. I was going through the motions of anatomy scan. And the doctor told me that Jalil was born with a rare condition called lower urinary tract obstruction. And really what that is, Danielle, is essentially babies have amniotic fluid, which is their urine that's coming out of their kidneys. And Jalil had no fluid around him. It was all being backed up into his kidneys and was causing his lungs to be prematurely developed. And so it's a very rare condition. Sometimes they call it bladder outlet obstruction. But long story short, the doctor here told me that Jalil, I could terminate him. Or I could risk having a stillborn or I could carry him full term. And then as soon as he is born, he was shortly transition because his lungs were not on track for development. And I was just completely devastated. I was crying and I couldn't say much. And my husband, thank God, worked through him to speak and ask for more options. And thankfully, the doctor gave us new referrals and they, at the time, suggested Houston, Texas, Philadelphia, and Cincinnati, Ohio. Now, I lit up a little bit because I'm from Ohio. So I felt like there was a ray of hope in the darkness. And so once I was able to calm down in my emotions, I was able to call Cincinnati out of all the hospitals recommended and get that fetal care intervention to help save Jalil's life. And at the time when I met the doctors, Danielle, they told me that if Jalil was to live, that he would be rushed right to the ICU or the NICU because his lungs were premature. And they had gave me steroids to kind of increase his life, the likelihood of him living, as well as other interventions that we can talk about. But I knew at 20 weeks pregnant, if I wanted to continue this pregnancy, which I did want to continue this pregnancy, I made it halfway through that I would ride the wave, so to speak, and try my best to give our son the best chance of life. And thankfully, my family supported our decision and was willing to help me get to the appointment so that we could increase his chances of life. Wow. Just hearing that just really touches my heart, you know. It's so similar to what my mom went through with me. Uh, you no know, doctors gave her the ultimatum or either we take the baby from you because she literally died inside of you. She had preeclampsia, how I came to be born premature, you know. And they said, 
that to her and she made a decision to say, no, I'm going to sacrifice my life so my daughter can at least have a chance to live. No matter what you tell them, I'm willing to do that for her. And for my mum to have said that, to be strong, to make the decision to come to that term in the first place and, and even when the odds was against her, doctors say, do this and do that, she still had a strong mindset to not allow negative news to dictate her decisions. And, you know, when you have faith and when you have faith in God, he can carry you through, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So what kept you in those moments in NICU, seeing Jalil fight for his life and all the odds that were against him? What kept you in those dark moments when you wanted to give up and when you thought it's hopeless? What really kept you and your husband in those tough moments? Well, I just want to say your, your, to your mom, they've, they've kept both of us <laughs> as mothers. <laughs> I don't think you can really endure the weight of the NICU or any challenging situation that you can't control without faith. And so my faith was definitely essential. It was like my lifeline, no different than your mom's, you know, to keep me going in that, that tough spot. My husband, he was, the strong, quote unquote, strong one at the time, because I was just super emotional. I didn't know what each day would bring, but he would sing songs. He would play books of affirmations. We would go to the Ronald McDonald House, which is a beautiful nonprofit here in the United States. And they host lounging and activities for families in situations like this. And just trying to make, take your mind off of so much trauma. And so that was a way to decompress. They had sent gifts for Jaleel, my family and friends, because we wasn't able to have like a, a traditional baby shower because mm-hmm. I was outside of my home. They sent gifts to the Ronald McDonald house and all the things they could send for a baby. And so. I, I truly believe that was God's abundant love for our family. And to this day, I'm just thankful because I had, before I knew about Jalil's devastating news, I had shopped myself and went on a shopping spree. And then I remember going back to the store and telling the cashier, I have to return these items because I don't know if my son is going to live. And to see that God still restored what I returned back to the store. It was more that came our direction. That's nothing but God's love and abundance. So I think those signs really was key and just a lot of prayer. A lot of the churches were praying for Jaleel as if it was their child and just the scriptures and just being comforted by ways that I could see different Nikki stories. Like you can go on social media and you can see beautiful Nikki stories of this is where I was. This is where I am now. And I think that really encouraged my spirit too. Wow. <laughs> speaking to you is like speaking to my mom all over again. <laughs> we have a lot in common. <laughs> she said that the church was praying for me as well. In fact, people in India and Jamaica 
was praying for me as well. Wow, international prayers. Because <laughs> I was so poorly and doctors gave up on me many times and it seemed hopeless, but prayers, just like prayers kept Janil, prayers and faith in God is real, right? You know? Oh, yes. When everything, faith in God keeps you and sustains you against the odds. How important is faith to you? Not only just then in that moment, but now as well. Well, this is a powerful question. I truly believe faith is important to me because it seems like in my life, just when you think you get over one grief, another grief comes in. And I remember you reaching out to me and telling me about the loss of your grandmother. Yeah. And I just had the loss of my dad, and he was like a true instrument of both my parents and Jaleel and, and just me as a child just being present for me and everything that I've done. And so to receive news right before my son Jaleel goes to school that my dad passed away in July of this year, completely devastated. I find myself fighting tears right now because it's just really, it's really difficult. It's a new grief just when you think you experienced everything from medical challenges and you get hit. So it's really, it's really the only thing that's keeping me. (laughs) It's the only thing that's really keeping me. It's okay. You know, tears is just a sign that, you know, God understands. Yeah, I'm sorry. And you're not alone, you know. I, I, I completely understand what it's like to use someone so special to you and someone so pivotal in your life. And then when they're gone, what else do you have left? You know, you just want to pick up the phone and call them and text them and give them the biggest hug in the world and just let them know how much you love them and, all you have left is just the memories. Yeah. You know? And it's a lot of memories, <laughs> a lot of good memories, but it does bring tears to your eyes yeah. every time you think about it. Yeah. So I, I truly believe, Daniel, to answer your question, you know, a lot of people say, you're so strong as a mom, but I'm really being carried by Christ and in, in, in the, in the loss of my dad. When you lose a parent, it's a different type of hurt. So I truly believe, like, even when you get over one thing, there's, you have to have faith regardless. You can't just go through and get what you need or what you desire and not be challenged again. So it's like you have to have it as a lifestyle. You can't just pick it up when you need it and put it down when you don't need it. It's a, it's an ongoing lifestyle. And yeah. I have to say that's what's kept me this long. It's my faith. Honestly, that was such a powerful statement from you. Even, you know, you go through one grief to the next, you know, and you're thinking, why now? You know, why? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just getting over one hurdle and, and then I'm having to go through another you're thinking, God, this is too much to bear. You know, yeah. I've already got it on my hands, but you know, you're strong 
grow all. And I believe that you will help other people to come who will be going through this tough season of grief themselves. And unless you really understand what it's like to lose it all when you have no idea of the void that's left in your life, you have no idea of the pain, especially if you were close to that person, you know, this no, it's difficult to put into words losing somebody so precious. And I lost multiple family members throughout the years. You know, my first loss was in 2008. My dad's mom, my grandma, she lived to us before he died. So I was very close to her. I thought I could grieve over that. But it was my auntie, my mom's sister, who died, 45 years old from a brain hemorrhage. Oh my God. And then months later in 2010 was my granddad. So I couldn't grieve properly. We could be properly as a family because. It was just happening back to back. Yeah. I think to this day, I still can't believe that they're gone. I just can't wrap my head around it because they were so pivotal in keeping that closeness together. You know what I mean? And right. The tight-knit yeah. of a family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's painful enough losing one, but having to go through losses back to back that was so near to each other in that moment. Heartbreaking. You know, God is faithful, he keeps us through it all, yes, but you still fill the void even after years and years of it. At the time, 2008, 2009, 2010, to now, I still think of them, and I'm doing this really to honor them because I know that they want me to be strong. Yeah, and absolutely. My purpose and create a platform like this to allow you to share your journey and inspirational inspirational key moments in your life, you know? And I'm, I'm honoured by listening to you and hearing you right now. It's making me beam with joy. It really is. Yeah, it's a pleasure. It is. And it's so similar in so many ways. You know? Yeah. Most definitely. I can definitely see that. And yeah. I, think, I think for those... Those who are listening, you need you need to be able to because you're not going to be able to hold everything on your own in life. You just can't. You try to meet the mark when you can, but even me, like I have different responsibilities, but sometimes I don't get them all done, and so I just feel like faith is also saying that I I can be imperfect, and that's okay. It's okay. I can I can delegate this to someone else to carry. I don't have to carry it all. Yeah, yeah. Because God carries it for you. There you go. A <laughs> little <laughs> Yeah, and funny enough, it leads on to my next question that I wanted to ask you: What challenges do you face on a daily basis being? A mother of three. It is so hilarious. I think this God has divine timing because I was scrambling before we even recorded. I have a four-year-old, Julio, that's the kidney warrior. And I also have a almost two-year-old, Jamila. And she'll be two in the next week and a half. Mm -hmm. And then I have Jabali, who is nine months old. So I have stair steppers in the pandemic. So. It has a whole host of challenges because you want each child to feel special. And with Jaleel having chronic kidney disease, stage five, sometimes you may not be able to individualize that one-on-one quality time like you would want. 
for my daughter last year, she was just wanting that time, but she didn't know. And But I felt it as a mom. And we were in and out the hospital, in and out the hospital with Jaleel. He had just received a kidney transplant that we've been waiting for for two years. He was on dialysis. And so we were in and out the hospital recovering from that. And then shortly after that, he developed a rare condition called EBV, which can happen when you are immune suppressed. You can be suspect to other illnesses. And so we end up seeing that turn into cancer in the liver. And so he had to go through not chemotherapy, but he had to go through a treatment that would be infusions, four rounds of infusions to fight that off. And so that whole year that I was wanting to spend with Jamila, which is my daughter, we were in and out of the hospital. And so I feel like I can never guarantee. That's why I say you have to make room and space to say you're imperfectly perfect. A equal crisis that you can't control. Yeah. And so I try to pour into the moms when I can pour into them by doing giveaways. Like we did a, a 2020 giveaway for Mother's Day. We called it Medical Mother's Day. And we did oh. self-care items. I won a $1,000 scholarship from the National Society of Leadership and Success. And so we mailed those packages to 21 moms and it was all about mom, nothing about baby, but all about mom. Because a lot of times the mom is neglected because she's in crisis mode with her baby. So it was a beautiful thing to be able to give back to moms that were in the thick of the NICU. And you could tell they were grateful for those items. Oh, I, I love that. Honestly, giving back is such a lovely thing to do, especially within what you're doing and the NIC community. And it's just a lovely way just to say, I'm thinking of you and you're not alone, right? Yes. And it's it's beautiful because it's like I felt that. I felt that community in, in my crisis. I felt the love from my family and friends. And so it's like when you are filled up, you want to give back. Yeah, definitely. It's only right. <laughs> yeah, you're also an entrepreneur and you launched something called Absolutely Rich Nut Butter. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. It makes you want to try some myself, honestly. And I've seen already it's got quite a good bit of success so far. Got some amazing reviews I've seen. It looks really good, by the way. You've done an amazing job with that. Do you want to just share with us what that is about? Yeah, so in the time, me and my husband were like sinking slump <laughs> in the NICU. And we did a lot of emotional eating because of the stress. And once we started to see our son, Jaleel, who made it out the NICU, true testament of God's love that he was able to get out of the NICU come home on peritoneal dialysis, get a kidney transplant. I just want that to be an inspiration to your viewers and listeners. That is possible to come out of the crisis. And so once Jalil was feeling better, we actually, during 2020, got really creative like a lot of people around the world and started to find ways to build a business. 
And my husband loves peanut butter and he loves it so much. He puts it in everything. He puts it in smoothies, oatmeal, sandwiches, fruits, vegetables. He just loves that. And so I was on board with it because it's one of those go-to snacks that is not going to cause any harm. But what we found out, like with some of the commercial brands, is that depending on what ingredients they put in their nut butter, it can cause heart disease. It can cause obesity because it's not all plant-based ingredients. And so he wanted to create an organic nut butter, but with flavor things that's going to help your body, like coconut sugar, Himalaya sea salt, real nuts. A lot of times peanut butter companies don't even put a lot of nuts in there. You don't even taste the actual nut. We use real nuts. And so just having those different ingredients, avocado oil instead of palm oil, those make a difference in your life. And because we had a child that was chronically ill, we were trying to promote health and wellness. And so we've been in business for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. In 2021, that's when we officially became a business and we were able to make some sales on Shopify wow. at Absolutely Rich Nut Butter. And we were able to get into local grocery stores here mm-hmm. in Arkansas. And now this year, we're able to go to farmer's markets. So we are making headway. Gradually. <laughs> Thank you. Honestly, you are such an example that it can be done. Yes, absolutely. You are such an inspiration. You really are. And like I said, you, you do such a good job and wearing so many hats. You're a mom, you're a wife. How do you balance wearing so many hats and how do you take time up for yourself just breathe for a minute I think the biggest key is I've always let my family know specifically what I needed last year during the tumultuous time of kidney transplant and cancer I knew we were still in the pandemic but safely I wanted my immediate family here I wanted my mom here I wanted my dad here, and I'm so grateful that my dad came last year. I wanted my brother here. I wanted my immediate family here, and I just wanted them here because it was just so chaotic for myself as a mom. And so by having family here, because we're all spaced out, it really helped me get my mental and emotional clarity. And my husband, he did a fabulous job supporting me, but he also had a lot of pressure going on too because he's caring how I'm feeling and how he's feeling as a father. And so I would just say for those who are listening, lean on that support, whether it be a trusted friend, coworker, or or anyone that you trust, you need that in order for your mental and emotional wellness to be okay. And just finding support online virtually, you find phenomenal stories of Nikki's stories of mothers and and going through the same journey as you or similar journeys as you. And and by talking to these Nikki sisters, I call them, it's helped me in the pandemic. I may not have people around me that get it, but online you can find that community. So I would just encourage you if you are struggling with your emotions, go into Facebook. If your child has a diagnosis, that's what I did. My child had a certain diagnosis I put Lutu in, in the search menu and some of the the groups came up for it. So I would just say try your best 
if you can, to tap into community. Sometimes it's welcomed in the NICU. They have their own support groups at your local NICU. And if not, virtually is where it's at. So I think that's what I've done personally is just been able to unload how I'm feeling with other NICU moms that get it. And then just also allow my family to help me where they can help me. <laughs> of course, because every little bit helps, right? Yes. Can't do it alone. Definitely. No, no. You'll bring yourself out if you try to do it by yourself. You won't be no good to anybody. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this has been such an amazing time just hearing you speak about your journey and everything. But I would have to say the final question I want to ask you is what message would you like to leave to other parents or moms who want to throw in a towel or think that they can't cope right now or think that they're going for a hopeless time and they can't make it, what would you say to them at this moment in time? I would say trust God and also it's okay to cry. Let it out because you're going to have those moments where you're just hopeless and feel that. Feel those those grief moments because it's going to also help you understand that the power of God. Yeah. Like for me, I was just so delicate when Jalil was in the NICU. I'm just now able to speak out on his behalf more stronger now because I've went through so many challenges. And so I would just say, appreciate those moments that you have with your baby while they're alive. Appreciate those moments. Capture those moments. Video record those moments because you never know how God can transform that miracle into a, a testimony. And lean on the chaplain. I know the chaplain normally comes to pray. Welcome those prayers. Welcome any support that you can have from your family, friends, or anyone that cares about you. Because that's going to carry you through. But I just want to say that it, it can be very challenging to see in the beginning stages. But if you just continue to trust the process mm -hmm. and trust the moments that you have with your child, it mm -hmm. gets better. It gets better. And if you're if you need to see a brighter picture, ask the NICU team, ask the NICU nurses to show the testimonies that come from their hospital yeah. and that can cheer you up rather than just focusing on the news that you get, the bad news that you get. Definitely. Always oh, been such a joy hearing you speak about your journey. I'm definitely inspired. I know someone out there will be inspired by your story. You are honestly an inspiration, someone that is an example that can get it done on a daily Sometimes it's not always that, Kate. <laughs> Sometimes if you can't do it right now, if God gives you grace. But definitely, you are amazing. And I am honestly thankful that our paths crossed. I appreciate you sharing, doing this interview today. You honestly have inspired someone. I know you have. You're amazing. Thank you so much for your time, Tanisha, for coming on. Honestly, <laughs> You are awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Danielle. And I wish you all the best with Tiny Tots. I know that the series is going to be great. Can't wait to listen to the episode. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time.
I honestly, it's been a blessing. Like I said, I'm glad that we were able to record successfully. And I hope that the viewers know that keep hope alive. There's always a rainbow after a storm. Remember that. Definitely. (laughs) Thank you so much. Well, thank you all for tuning in and listening to Tanisha's story. Be sure to follow her on her Instagram socials. Do you want to just say your Instagram socials and socials where they can find so? So as a mother, you can find me on Medical Moms of NICU on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And for a business, if you would like to support us, we're only doing sales in the States. Hopefully one day we'll be able to do international transactions. And that'll be beautiful because Danielle, I know you would love to try our product. But you can find us on Absolutely Rich Nut Butter on Facebook as well as Instagram. And we're going to build our Pinterest page and if you like to support us, if you're in the States, www.absolutelyrichnutbutter.com. And I just appreciate you, Danielle, for featuring us. It's been a pleasure just to be able to talk with you and interact with you. I can feel the genuineness in your voice. So thank you so much for this opportunity. You're very welcome. Honestly, um, it's been a pleasure hearing you share your journey like i said you're such an inspiration <laughs> and thank you for everything you do and for being like that others may not see you are a blessing honestly thank you so much i need that encouragement <laughs> uh, thank you for confirming that <laughs> you see whenever you feel led to say something to somebody i s- you just say it you never know if you need to hear it at the right time yeah, honestly, I am just so inspired and I look forward to seeing more blessings to come for you and your beautiful family in the future. Thank you. Yeah, you all are going to go far and everything is going to continue to be fine. Just trust the promise. Thank you. Yes, and same for you and my condolences to your family. Honestly, losses happen that you can't control. But like you said, there's so much purpose in that pain. Yeah, We just have to dig deep. Definitely. And purpose brings pain. Purpose is evidence that what we went through in our lives, God will use that for us to be a blessing to others that are broken and who need hope and hopeless situations. So let's keep doing what we're doing. Let's keep being the light in this dark world. And I'm excited about what's to come for both of us. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Let your light shine. <laughs> Thank you all. I hope you're inspired by today's podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode. And it was a pleasure to have you listening in and, and tuning in. So I appreciate it and love you guys. <laughs> <laughs>